Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie and art aficionado. This week, with me as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Nothing, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was waiting for the, uh, not much, Pat. Not much. (laughs) This has been the week from hell, Pat. Oh, my God. Dude, I feel you, man. It's only Monday, too. I feel you, bro. Oh, yeah. I already had some car troubles. I'm talking more last week, but yeah. Couldn't go to GP Atlanta, so it was already a bad week. Then I had to like move all the furniture in my apartment around because they were doing construction, so that's why I wasn't on last mm-hmm. week's cast. And then when I did that, I freaking broke my computer, so I had to like oh, no. full wipe the computer, like reinstall Windows, all that. I lost a bunch of stuff. That was a pain in the ass. And then the cherry on top, Pat, was I just got T-boned by some college girl <laughs> who didn't stop for a red light and just blew through and fucking totaled my car. So it's been a hell of a week, Pat. I am I am ready to just chill out and talk about some legacy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, did you at least get her number? Uh, I did because, like, that's the law. She legally had to give it to me. <laughs> hey, man, a number is still a number. Okay? I don't think that's how it works, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you could not be on the cast last week, so uh, I decided to do solo episode, and uh, I didn't get a lot. Of, I didn't get anyone who hated who told me they hated it. Some people said they really thought it was funny. <laughs> I uh, thought it was pretty enjoyable. I did get a few messages from people saying that if I ever left you alone, they were going to call Child uh, Protection <laughs> Services. Because uh, cl- clearly so, you can't be left alone. <laughs> someone asked me how much weed I smoked before the episode. I said, actually, zero weed. <laughs> I So what happened was I had uh, I had to do it on Wednesday. I had to postpone a couple of days myself. And uh, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I have Luke's practice. I bring Luke home, get him a shower, get him in bed. I'm like, all right, I have... 20 minutes to get drunk enough to record this podcast and then go to bed early enough so I can get up at 5 tomorrow. <laughs> so I just started guzzling vodka for like 20 minutes before before we did before I did the episode and uh when I hit record I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. So So we we learned that uh I can just be replaced by a bottle of Smirnoff is what I'm what I'm hearing. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. I mean, I like I, I like Kettle 1 a little better than Smirnoff, but uh they both get the the job done, so <laughs> Good. Well, yes, yeah, so we had a fine, fine art review uh, for last week's episode. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as a fine, fine. It was it was an art review. <laughs> uh, well, that was to, to kill the time, because this week and next couple weeks, we got a ton of legacy to talk about because we just had one of the premier legacy events take place down in Atlanta. Yeah. One of the biggest events this entire year. We had uh, GP Atlanta. Um, and we're going to get into the uh, into a conversation with one of the top eight competitors uh, from that in a moment. But first, I just wanted to thank two of our newest patrons this week. Uh, someone named Justice, which I don't know if that's a first name, last name, only name. Just really great name. Justice. Or, uh, and Alex. Or what? maybe it's like the ethereal concept of justice <laughs> is supporting us. 
<laughs> I mean, after our art episode, it makes it only makes sense to me. Uh, Justice and Alex M, thanks so much for uh, for joining the Patreon. Uh, I know they already hopped on the Discord. If you guys want to be part of the Discord and support the show directly, you can always visit patreon.com slash legacy. Of course, we couldn't do the show without the support. We appreciate it so much. It helps us do uh, fun stuff uh, for the Opens, etc. And, uh, and yeah, so we really appreciate that and uh, uh, look forward to talking to you guys on Discord. And uh, the ne- next LAL Open, of course, is going to be October 26th in uh, beautiful Acton, Massachusetts. Um, there's, I know there's a Facebook event page for it. And you can find, uh, if you need any info, any directions to the event, or you want to find out what time it starts, just uh, email Jerry directly. Just tweet <laughs> no, at him. please. At JME3RD. <laughs> tweet at him directly. He really appreciates that. Um, just and c- continue to quote tweet it until he gets back to you. Yep. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, yep. Oh, Also, costume contest lookalikes. Uh, yes, yeah. So we have the costume contest. We're gonna have a, a just a general costume contest for best costume, uh, and then uh, the lookalike, the Jeremy lookalike contest. <laughs> Winner of it gets the dual land, prize. which I was surprised at. Michelle, Michelle really wants to do this. <laughs> Michelle is really keen on doing a lookalike contest for me, and she's offering up a dual land as the prize for the person who looks most like me. <laughs> and she didn't. She didn't not say it's a beta underground city. So uh, I've heard some great concepts so far. So DJ's plan is he said. He's just going to come with a name tag that says Jerry, and that way, if no one else does it, he wins by default. <laughs> Little effort wins I, by default. I, I like think that. he's going to uh, to not win that because uh, Curtis and his friend told me that they want to come dressed as Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and both play show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we already got some prime entries uh, in the oh, in the pipeline. What if I come dressed as you, Jerry? Oh, what if I shave? Yeah, and you wear could glasses? wear it, Pat. You could. You could. <laughs> I actually got my costume in the mail today, Pat. I'm I'm going as a Ninja Turtle. Came in the mail. Oh, that's also, awesome. I I actually have to figure my costume out because that is approaching quickly. <laughs> I bought the size for it, so I'm going as Raphael, uh, and I bought the size for it. Did not know I accidentally bought real size, not not plastic, not uh, not prop. They're just full on metal metal size. So I'm going to be packing at the next LAL Open. Just just want to let everyone know. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's get into our guest this week, Jerry. Oh, we got an awesome guest. Uh, finalist of the GP, uh, getting taken down by Cyrus in the finals, but some admirable matches uh, leading up to that. The one and only Austin Blackner. How you doing, man? Pretty good. What's going on, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Definitely. Congrats again on uh, making it to the finals of the GP. And you were playing uh, Rug Delver, right? Yes, I was. It's the best deck. <laughs> the best deck. <laughs> it's funny. What's old is new again. Because I remember when I first got into competitive legacy, like Rug Delver was hands down, like the best deck on the block. Like everyone was playing it and it's just funny seeing it come full circle again yeah i've i've played a lot of delver decks in the past but i've not played rug before and i did not want to play stifles i did not want to play the goose (laughs) so we settled somewhere in between very nice and uh also just outside of that you're uh you're a member of the legacy pit as well correct yes yes i am it's a good group of guys over there like hanging out with them like the content we get to put out every week yeah it's a good time so for anyone who's listening we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times but for anyone who hasn't come across it yet uh legacy put pit puts out a bunch of streams of actual paper matches 
Um, so if you want to get that legacy itch and you don't necessarily like moto streams and watching digital games, uh, you just really like seeing that paper matchups, uh, Legacy Pit has got it for you. Yeah, we usually do it um, either Thursday and or Saturday. We got a bunch of decks. Play whatever the chat wants to see usually. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good time over there. How often does Travis make you guys play uh, against Pox? Um, he just foregoes what chat says. Is now we're just gonna jam <laughs> Pox mirrors all day. Pretty much. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you guys can play this, uh, you know, all these other decks. But <laughs> if anybody wants Pox, that's me playing it. <laughs> <laughs> he has the Pox and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Poxopoly, as it were. Yeah, it's like you guys can do the the miracles uh, four color control matchup. With your hour, but I'll come in. <laughs> I'll come in later with some bucks. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, do we want to talk about your list real quick before we get into the actual uh, tournament? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. All right. Do you, um, so, uh, Jared, do you have any thoughts on the list, or do you want to just let him run down it first? Uh, I just want to just kind of point out uh, the Hex Drinker, because uh, what the hell, you don't want to run Goose, you're instead you're running Hex Drinker? <laughs> That's <What>? correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like Goose Plus. <laughs> Goose Plus, okay. So yeah. yeah, so it's been kind of a meme in the legacy scene uh, last couple uh, months with no bad cards rug, mm-hmm. where people have been telling everyone, you know, don't run stifles, don't run mongooses, mongeese. Uh, better cards have been printed since then, and there's been a couple lists uh, popping around, but I haven't really seen much of Hex Drinker, so is that kind of your innovation, or how'd you get on Hex Drinker? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I I, uh, I was definitely a snake hater at first. <laughs> I didn't want to play it. <laughs> I played Arcanist um, for a couple of weeks, and it was good, but I just thought Hex Drinker was probably the right spot to be this weekend. It's pretty... I think it's more powerful if you know how and when to play it and um, when to get those level ups in. Um, Arcanist is just a little weak, um, clogging up your deck with two drops. That's how it felt to me. Yep. I mean, at its worst, it's a green Savannah Lion, so, I mean, make Savannah Lion great again. <laughs> yeah, it it actually um, it makes your mono red matchup a lot better if you can play that guy on one under a chalice. And if they Blood Moon you. You just spend every turn for the rest of the game pumping him up. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I pay a like, red for this. It like fixed that matchup. Honestly, it's actually pretty good now. Nice, <laughs> just traditionally really good against silver. But yeah, for sure. I mean, it also feels like it kind of supports the true name nemesis. Yeah, it definitely does. It's um, it's definitely um. This list is a slower version of Delbert X. I think it doesn't kill as quickly. Takes its time, but um. The threats are definitely stronger, I think, than a lot of other Delver decks. How do you feel about Red and Six and how much of a bullshit card it is? <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty bullshit. It should uh, should definitely um, plus to three loyalty and not four. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would be a little bit more reasonable then, but still probably too good. Yeah. Um, you can you can talk. You could probably um, make it worse in like three ways. Let me sorry. Let me rephrase that. Um, you could change it in a couple of ways, and it would still be too good, even if you nerfed it two or three ways. That's what, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny, because like, if you think back to like original Rug Delver, like, it would be unheard of for original Rug Delver to run a Planeswalker. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, crazy. That's just not what the deck wants to do. It's not what it wants to do. But Renin 6 is just so good that even this like you know 
quote unquote tempo deck wants to run this uh, planeswalker. Yeah, I think if you reduce the loyalty by one and it costs three, you might still play it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so wow. That, okay. Damn. Yeah, um, you pick up a wasteland with it. They bolt it. You know, you're still. You know, that's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's run down this list. So we got four four Delver, four Tarmogoyf. That's pretty standard for uh, Rug Delver. Two True Name Nemesis. Even before then, True Name Nemesis had been replacing Mongoose. Uh, And then we got two Hex Drinker rounding out the suite. So basically comparing it to traditional Rug Delver instead of four Mongoose, you got two Hex Drinker, two True Name. Um, then we got three Renin six, four brainstorm, four days, one force of negation, four force of will, four lightning bolt, uh, one that I still just can't believe it's seeing play, but it's out there, and I saw it in multiple <laughs> decks. How else are you gonna get rid of other Rens, Jerry? <laughs> Magmatic sinkhole. Like, yeah, maybe this is saying just how bullshit Ren and Six is that multiple decks this weekend were running Magmatic sinkhole in their list. <laughs> it kills Tarmogoyfs. It kills Gurmag Angler. Is like clogging up from clogging up the board. It, yeah, it takes care of. But the real Ren, thing Ren is the Ren and Sixes. I feel. Yeah. Um, then we got four Ponder. Two spell pierce, two spell snare, uh, one fiery is- islet, which we're starting to see uh, see play. Islet, however you say it. Yeah, it's islet. I was going to let you get away with it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> two misty rainforest, two polluted delta, two scalding tarn, three trop, three volcanic, four wasteland, two wooded foothills. Actually, that's actually kind of interesting to me. The two wooded foothills. Um, you uh, usually people. Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Uh, I was thinking of if you were running a Taiga, which uh, was kind of like a big controversy back in the day with uh, Rug Delver. But what did Foothill make sense with your mana base? Yeah, I definitely played against an opponent who turned one pith- Pithy Needle Tarn, and I had Foothills, and I was very happy I split up my fetch lands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, uh, diversifying your fetch lands, even if, like, like once in a while, like I'll I'll need say you know a basic island, and if I have uh I don't know something that fetches red, I don't really have that anymore. But I've been in the, anyway I've been in that situation where like you might not get all your lands 100 percent of the time, but diversifying your fetches I think is always a pretty decent move. I mean I'm a big fan of diversifying my fetch lands, as in choosing whichever ones I have foils of. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's Jerry's that's Jerry's maneuver. So. Uh, just running down this list real quick. Tell us about Magmatic Sinkhole and kind of where this card plays, like what the, what role this card plays. Because I, I do want to know about that a little bit. Yeah, so it definitely fulfills the role of killing Ren and Six. The card's insane in the mirror. Um, it also gets around Chalice. It's a kill spell mm-hmm. that doesn't cost one. And it is good at shrinking their goyfs, which has come up at some points too. So you can, oh, sure. you know, for example, if you have Ren and Six in your yard... You can eat that with a delve and kill a five-six mm-hmm. goif. Yeah, I think the deck just needs a fifth removal spell main. People played dismember in the past before this card was printed, but I, I think it's just a better version of that card. Yeah, I think I think that is the big thing. Just being able to hit the planeswalker is why it's so much better than dismember. Yeah, and I think maybe once or twice it came up when I couldn't cast it when I needed to because of the delve, but it's pretty rare. And I think the upside's definitely worse, or w- definitely worth that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how about the one of Force Negation? That's kind of the other newcomer we're seeing to the list. Yeah, 
the force is definitely pretty stocked to have one main and one side at this point. Um, you know, the first four are pretty good. Why don't you want one more? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just does what force does. It, you know, stops the cards that you typically can't beat, like having enough answers to back to basics and stuff like that. Um, the combo match. Yeah. yeah. It definitely comes out in the mirror. <laughs> right. Uh, definitely worse than force of will. Can't, cannot counter a goif. Now, with it, the... Uh... The spell pierces are, are standard. Uh, spell snare, though, that's a card that's really ebbed and flowed in popularity in Legacy. And I feel actually in this meta, like spell snare is insane right now. There are so many two drops out there. Yeah, for sure. I think I was even considering playing the third one. <laughs> There's yeah, you're you're definitely right about the two drops in the meta right now. Spell pierce is actually I think underperformed for me. I kind of wish I played the three one split of snare pierce. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, spell snare. It's definitely going, going, uh, up in value in legacy. We got like all the stone forges, dreadhorde arcanist, tarmogoyf's making a comeback. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also don't forget chalices. Like everyone always forgets you can spell snare a chalice. Mm-hmm. Um, now what I'm trying to think back to like older versions of, uh, rug. Oh, I guess it's the stifles. I'm trying to think like, what did you make room for the Ren and sixes? Like, what did you cut? And it must be the stifles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was stifles. Yeah. The, the, nice. the geese came out for the, for the new threads and then Ren and six is pretty much where stifle was before. Yeah. And then the, uh, magmatic, magmatic, uh, sinkhole making up the fourth slot. Um, let's take a look at your sideboard. Um, Ancient Grudge is pretty commonplace for Rug Delver. Cinder Vines, now that's something we saw in the Agro Loam list, but I haven't seen it in the Rug Delver list. Uh, what do you what do you think of Cinder Vines? I think Cinder Vines um, is definitely very good. Mm-hmm. It comes in in a lot of the control matchups and any of the Chalice decks. Um, just having another out to Chalice is really nice. Um, it's really good against like miracles and stuff too. If you just land it early, it's going to end up doing like six or eight damage even over the course of the game. Um, and it answers blood moon and back to basics, which you have trouble dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, nice. And now one crop rotation. What's going on there? What, what are you crop rotting for? <laughs> Caracas. We got to beat depths. <laughs> gotta beat depths. Yep, that's right. Yeah, they kind of adapted to you know pithing needle on wasteland and then we're kind of out of options so yep. <laughs> you gotta have something for him. i could probably imagine a couple bu- uh depths players going a little bug-eyed when uh you go crop rot for caracas out of rug delver <laughs> yeah it definitely uh-huh. happened in top eight i actually drew the crop rotation and the caracas which is <laughs> kind of a non-vo because you don't really want the caracas to be out right but yeah and it got wastelanded uh. um, <laughs> What can you do? Um, got one of engineered explosives as kind of a board wiper. Got another force negation. Two graph get diggers cage as the graveyard hate of choice. One hydra blast. The crack as we mentioned. Uh, single no uh, rod. I, you gotta go. I think you gotta talk about hydra blast a little bit, right? Yeah. All right. We can talk about hydra like, blast. I mean, because you see red blast in a lot of sideboards, but hydra blast you don't really see. Kills blood. Is this again just an adjustment for a red and six decks? It definitely yeah. is, yes. It, yeah, in the mirror, I just tend to bring in all the blasts. Yep. Um, yeah, again, another out to Blood Moon as well. Oh, sure. And so a lot of the mono-red prison stuff, obviously. Yep. yep. <laughs> nice that you can interact on the stack with uh, with Ren and Six, too, with with Hydro Blast. Yeah, for sure. It, 
it feels really bad when your Ren and Six gets hit with the Hydro Crest. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. I, I like that. I like the I like the the single mana answer for a two mana threat is is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why that's another reason why I like uh, uh, Spell Snare. I think it's a cool cool card for that. Yeah, absolutely. You just crave value, Pat. You just want value. I listen. I'm a blue red Delver player, man. That's all I want is value. <laughs> That's all I want is value. <laughs> Pat once bought a nine-pound bag of dog food because it was on sale. He doesn't even, I have, don't a even have a dog. I don't even have a dog. No dog. <laughs> oh just, <laughs> just can't put it, pass up that value. <laughs> Honestly, it didn't taste that bad. It wasn't that bad. Oh. <laughs> High in protein. It was good. Yeah, and it, cle- it cleans your teeth as you eat it. <laughs> yeah. Clean out my colon, too, for sure. So Caracas as well. So, that, again, that's that's your, your crop rotation target uh, when it's still in your deck, which is nice. Uh, Null Rod. Um, tell me about Null Rod. So, is this like for Death and Taxes? Is this against Storm? I, I know you. I, I saw you played against. Oh, I, I should say I read on Anarog's text coverage that you played against Cyrus uh, in the in your Storm matchup at the finals. But uh, what else do you p- pull Null Rod for? Um, so it's in the same slot as the second Ancient Grudge. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it would be better against Storm, and I kind of expected to play Bomberman as mm-hmm. well, because um, Grudge is not a, nearly as good there as Null Rod is. Um, and again, I kind of thought that the mono-red matchup where you would really want that second grudge, I thought it was already pretty good, and I thought it could kind of shift that slot a little bit, just be better against the combo decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, um, I didn't play against Bomberman. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've definitely landed a Null Rod versus Bomberman and had the opponent immediately scoop afterwards because yeah. it just shuts off their deck. Uh, Null Rod is one of my favorite sideboard cards of all time, so... I like seeing it in lists. Yeah, for sure. I, I was on the second grudge for a while, but I just thought there would be a lot of Storm, and it turned out it actually didn't help me get Storm <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like like you just bring in Fluster Storms and say that's enough because uh, Storm just has so many ways of ripping it apart in your hand, and sometimes you just go up against a Storm Master, and they just it doesn't matter what you do, they're just going to beat you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I brought in 10 or 11 cards, and I just got the rest yeah. twice in that time, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's always always brutal. Uh, so two pyroblasts, which we always expect to see in these blue base decks or blue red base decks. Uh, two surgicals and another card of my fa- another favorite card of mine is vapor snag. Is this another card uh, for the uh, depths matchup? Yes, um, it's kind of gone back and forth between some number of vapor snags and some number of submerges. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue with submerges is that sometimes they crop rotate the forest yep. and. You know, submerge. You said there was submerge in your hand, looking kind of dumb. So feels bad. Um, yeah, I think I went with snags. I know some other players went with um, submerges, and I think they both have, you know, their mm-hmm. spot. Um, submerge is definitely very good in the mirror as well. So I was a little bit wishing I had played that instead, actually, because I played the mirror, mm-hmm. I think five times. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but it was okay. I still got it. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about um, we can talk about kind of like the day one metagame because that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Channel Fireball kind of went down, and they said it's a uh, it's a rough estimate, um, but they did say that Rug Delver was twelve percent of the metagame in day one, uh, followed closely by Stoneforge at ten percent. Uh, Which I am sh- meant- hold on, I am shocked that Stoneforge like. This is a straight up 2012 meta right here. Like, what is yeah. going on? Rug Delver number one, Stoneforge number two for popularity. Uh, Blue White Mentor, eight uh, percent. Four Color Control at seven percent. Reanimator at six percent. I assume that's probably Black Red and um, 
Blue black. I mean, it's probably it's probably like ninety five percent red black and five percent blue black. Yeah, I would think so. Five percent sneaky show. Five percent depths. Five percent blue red delver. Four percent ant. Four percent mono red prison, and then a bunch of a uh, bunch of other stuff below that. But pretty pretty diverse metagame. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of rug delver in there, but um, other than that, like not a ton of delver in the in the like the top the top like five decks, which is cool, right? Like you don't see like a bunch of flavors of delver. Uh well going back so the classic that took place or the PTQ I think it was mm-hmm. that took place the day before um there were like five rug delver lists in the top there eight was, I think there was four in the top eight but I don't listen those PTQs are so small I don't really put a whole lot of uh, stock in those I don't know, you know. PTQ at a GP is pretty big yeah I don't put a lot of stock in those I think I think the this is I think this is more, probably more relevant to what's what's out there versus a PTQ. I mean, I think what we're trying to get here at here is, do we think Rug Delver is the best overall deck in the meta right now? Uh, it definitely seems like it's the most popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe Austin could tell us. Austin, like, how do you feel about Rug Delver's place in the meta game right now? Uh, in terms of the meta, I think it's it's definitely the best mm-hmm. deck. Um, I there was so much of it at the GP. I don't know what the day two meta game looked like, but I would imagine there was more than twelve percent hmm. on Rug. I've been telling people who have asked me that, like, I'm shelving Sneak and Show for the time being because <laughs> Rug Delver is... Uh, the the actual... So the modern iteration of Rug Delver is easier for Sneak and Show than, like, traditional to-your-face Rug Delver. But even still, like, it's just not a... Like, this is not a meta that Sneak and Show wants to be in. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I would definitely like to play against a lot of Sneak and <laughs> yeah, Show. Yeah, <laughs> sure you would. <laughs> well, or well, speaking I, of... Tell, oh, yeah. What, I, what did you say, Jerry? I would just like for the Rug Delver players, if you play against Deacon Show, I just hope you draw your magmatic sinkhole and your Renin Sixes. Because <laughs> that's the only time we beat Rug Delvers when they just draw a handful of Renin Sixes and useless removal. That's awesome. Well, uh, awesome. Why don't you tell us about your um, your day one in uh, in Atlanta? Yeah, sure. I can go over all the lists or yeah, all the decks I played against on day one. Um, so I came in with two buys. I played the Rug Mirror in round three, and I got there in two one. I had a lot of two ones this weekend. Um, <laughs> um, after that, I played High Tide, which is an interesting matchup that I've never played. High before. Tide was in the three and O bracket. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was. My opponents seemed like they're they definitely knew what they were doing, and they told me they were favored, and that they had beaten it the two previous rounds. So I was a little worried. <laughs> He's, and he said, I think he said to me, I hope you're not also playing Delver for your sake. Or oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but I got there uh, 2-1 as well. Um, after that, I played Jeskai Mentor, the new up-and-coming deck. Was it Was it uh, Bay, Big Arcanist Energy? <laughs> it was not. It was, uh, it was the build with Astrolabe. Ah, uh, yep. That sort of thing. I don't think there is... Uh, I think they're just splashing red for um, Magmatic Sinkhole, your yeah. favorite. <laughs> Apparently, uh, legacy staple, <laughs> Magmatic Sinkhole now. What has the yeah. world become? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't. I think maybe they're playing Bolts or Pyroblast or something. I don't think they're playing Arcanist. I didn't see any um, from him, at least. Yeah, and then I got, I got that one 2-1 as well. And then I played Depths as my first winning in for Day 2. Um, and that's kind of a tough matchup. I, I think it's a little bit favored for them. Um, 
my opponent just didn't draw that well either game. That was the game where I got Pathy Needled on Tarn in game mm-hmm. one. Um, it was a little scary, but we got there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got there 2-1 in that match. Um, and then round seven, I played against Rug again. And I played. I was playing against Jarvis, um, which is always a little scary. Ooh, uh, he also top-aided <laughs> with Rug. Yeah, I think that was his only loss. Wow. Um, yeah, he was playing double submerge, which was a um, little bit scary. In game three, it was super tight. He had to play a true name pretty late game into a daze on like turn five or six, which I had. Um, and I won with Hexdrinker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't get pinged by Renin Six, he's very good. In the- um, and then after that, I played against blue white rip helm in the seven wow really <laughs> yes <laughs> okay nice well i guess with a room full of rug delver main deck rest in pieces is pretty good shrinking all those tarmogoyfs and shutting off ren and sixes yeah i had sat next to him him i had sat next to him in a previous round so i knew what he was on and then we actually had a deck check that round and he got a game loss for marked sleeves or something like that. And then he molded a six, and I just kind of like ran over him in three minutes in game one. Yeah. So it wasn't really a match. I don't think I'm favored there, no. but, you know, getting a free ma- a game win definitely helps. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, it seemed like judges were handing out uh, game losses for marked cards left and right at that uh, event because Bob Huang had a situation where he ended up getting disqualified because... He sleeved his deck. His uh, friends helped him sleeve his deck. Uh, one friend sleeved the lands. One friend sleeved the spells. And they used different box of the same color dragon shields to sleeve. And it ended up marking his deck because of the slight variation between the two boxes. So there were a lot of game losses that got handed out at this GP, it sounds like, from uh, from the judges for, for deck checks. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Um, I saw a lot of, lot of judge calls all weekend, more than I normally see but that might also just be because it's legacy and there's tons of weird rules interactions there as well i don't personally like to use dragon shields because even in the same box you might get different sleeves oh yeah and weird stuff like that i thought that like i thought the same box and like half the box was a millimeter taller than the other half of the box (laughs) like yeah i I could totally see there being some weird thing with bob's list or bob's sleeves you know yeah so it just sucks but yeah that kind of that that happens sometimes just with the sleeves yeah, for sure. I know um, at the GP, there was a ton of vendors with katana sleeves, which have not been uh, readily available for a long time, so I picked up a bunch, <laughs> so I don't have to play with dragon shields. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried them out, but yeah, everyone seems to be crazy over katana sleeves. Yeah, they're nice, they're nice. Sweet. Uh, but sorry, I interrupted. What uh, what you have next round? Yeah, you're good. Um, so after that, the next round was round nine. That was my first feature match, match, and I think there was six of us at eight o, and I played against Cyrus, and he stopped me o two very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we sat down and we knew it. We were he knew what I was playing and I knew what he was playing, and he told me he was beating up on Rug Delver all day, and then he beat up on me. So. <laughs> As yeah. is tradition. Props to him for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was I was 8-1 after round 9. I think I looked at the standings in the hotel afterwards, and I was, I think, 8th seed still. 
Yeah, I was in eighth. I think I was like the highest. Or I was like in the upper half of the eight ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty exciting. It was only my second GP day two. And I was not doing that well the last time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was pretty exciting for me at least. Awesome. So did you go out partying or did you get a good night's sleep? There was definitely an invitation to party. However, I did go to bed early. <laughs> I crashed at 11. Yeah. Just trying to be responsible. I know. That always, that's, that's like whenever I go to GPs, I'm like, I always like, as soon as I pick up my second loss, I'm like, done, I'm done. I'm party mode. <laughs> party mode. Like, I'm like almost happy that I'm, I'm out of the event because then I can just like enjoy the GP or the, like the GP experience, I should say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I mean, I'm not really one for staying up late anyway, so it wasn't really much of a cost to me personally <laughs> to not go out. But, you know, I try to be the responsible one. <laughs> yeah, so after that, you know, good night's sleep, ready for the next day. Um, I guess day two, or, yeah, day two starts at 9 a.m. for some reason. I didn't know they started so early because <laughs> I had buys day one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they start that so early, but that, I guess that's really another story. Just me complaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd think they give us some more sleep, but no. So then after that, um, rounds 10, 11, and 12, I played the rug mirror three times in a row. Wow. Um, this is just GP rug Delver. <laughs> yeah. The first one, actually, round 10, I have an interesting hand that I kept. Yeah. Um, I played against the same opponent that I played in the PTQ on Friday who was on rug then, and I was on the play in game one, and I kept the hand that was like um, Bolt, Renin 6, Tarmogoyf, Volcanic Island, Wasteland, Wasteland, Wasteland. And I figured, you know, if he's on rug Dover, there's no way he could beat the three Wasteland <laughs> hand, which is exactly what happened. And he just happened to, his opening hand, I think, had three non-fetch lands. Jeez. So he just played into it, because on turn one on the play, I didn't even play the Bolt, because I didn't want to get wasted. I just played Wasteland Go. And he couldn't play around it. Oh, that's painful. And I just wasted him for <laughs> Yeah, the triple wasteland from Rug Delver is like one of the most like oh, that is such a brutal beating from that deck. It it felt it felt a little rude, I'll be honest. <laughs> rude boy. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so I won the first two rug matches on day two, and then I played against Hunter Nance, who I think was Yeah, I think he also only had one loss. And he Ran me over extremely quickly, 0-2. In game one, I got chain lightning twice and bolted oh. twice. And he showed me two more bolts <laughs> in his hand after I died. Look at me, I'm the burn deck now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it turns out having more bolts of the Delver Mirror is generally a yep, good thing. Yep, definitely. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, so that was, um, that was a pretty quick one. And I, I think at this point is when I was starting to get a little bit nervous at how well I was doing. Yep. <laughs> you know, the previous one, I didn't even cash my other GP day two, and I think at that point I was 10-2. And we were, you know, talking with my friends if I could win two more in ID or not. Um, it was pretty extremely nervous. Stress starts stress starts to kick of, in. Yeah, I have a lot of tournament nerves as it is, but especially when I'm playing for something as crazy as a GP top eight. Yeah, I bet. See, want to know a trick for that? Just think, no matter what, I did better than Pat. It works for me (laughs) every time. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was on the like. <laughs> Hope I day two. <laughs> hope I min cash. It'd be sweet if I got eleven for her. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> all these things to myself. It's like even if I lose all three, I still min cash, so it's fine, right? <laughs> Never cast a GP before. <laughs> exactly. Jerry, exactly. you're a real son of a bitch. You know. That? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here last week. I need to make up for it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, Awesome. So, so we got three rounds in Swiss left. This is when you start realizing, uh, hey, I can actually have a real shot at this. Um, what uh, what was next? Next was Mono Red Prison. Oof, that's a that's a rough um, one for Delver. I feel. Yeah, I was on the draw, and he did not have a turn one anything, which is the best thing you can ever do against, you know, from my, from my perspective is the best thing ever. I think he went mountain go. And I was like, thank God. Cause I had a spell. Curse. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can answer the first thing. Um, that game, the game one was super weird. I must've dazed like three or four turns in like three turns in a row. He didn't have a land. It just like played a three drop into days. And I just had the days every time. Wow. And then I think I drew both spell pierce and a spell snare. And I ulted a run in six, and he conceded to it, which you know probably should happen. But uh, yeah, I drew very well in game one. Game one's definitely harder than game two. Before I have outs to chalice, um, and then it's actually an interesting story with Hexdrinker in game two. So on the play, he went, I think Tomb Chromox. Um, what is it? Legion War Boss? Is that the? Oh, the new Goblin. Yeah. Yeah, the the not rebel yes. master, rebel yeah. master. Yeah, so he plays that guy on turn one, and you know makes the goblin hits me for one. I play a trop and play a hex shrinker and pass, and he tanks if he wants to attack with the war boss or not into the hex shrinker, and he ends up not even attacking with it, which was great news for me because <laughs> I I definitely um you know I don't think I would have blocked and I would have taken like four or six more damage. <laughs> ends up being <laughs> I was like yeah it works for me, uh, and then I played a goif the following turn. And he he wasn't really doing anything. I drew a grudge, and I knew that I was pretty much safe from whatever was going to happen. Um, so I got that one too. as well. Uh, I think he showed me at the end he had like three cards in hand, which is traditionally not even that good against me. Like one card isn't very good. I think he said he boarded out one card, and then drew the other three. Oof, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last round was against traditional counterbalance. Terminus Miracles, which is always, you know... That's that's the deck that killed Red Delver <laughs> back in the day. Like, Yeah, I still think... Yeah, Miracles got printed and Red Delver's so reign was over. Counterbalance is just Chalice of the Void. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Chalice of the Void that could also yeah, kill Terminus. That's another bullshit card. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Well, especially when Sensei's Divining Top was legal. It's like, oh, here's Rug Delver. 90% of the deck is one drops. Sensei's Divining Top <laughs> plus Counterbalance means you never get to cast anything ever again. <laughs> Hated it. Yeah, my opponent was saying that Counterbalance is always a 5 for 1 against Delver, and I was like, that's, that's definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> it always feels that way, um, that's for sure. Yeah, so I think game one... Game one, I got extremely, extremely lucky. It ended up to a point where... He was at five. I cast a Tarmogoyf. He brainstormed, which I let him resolve, presumably to put a two-drop on top of his deck for the counterbalance. Um, after that, but before the trigger happened, I bolted him. He let it resolve. I bolted him again. Down. Uh, 
So he's at two at this point. He ended up, he had some force of will battle on the stack. He put himself to one. I ended up dazing, not, not remembering that he had put a two drop on top of his deck, you know, to counter yep. the timer wife. And the second I do that, he says trigger, flips it. I feel like an idiot. He counters the daze, counters the whole stack, counters the goif. He's at one. I have no bolts left. I pass. I think he plays a mentor and, like, ponders to, like, you know, set up mm-hmm. the top again, right? Uh, I draw for turn. Draw Ren and Six. <laughs> Just ping him. him with Ren and Six? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I was, like, shuffling my deck. I'm like, that's the most stolen game I've had all day. <laughs> and he shows me his top card's a plow, so, like, even Bolt wasn't going to get yeah. there. It's like, that's ridiculous. Ren and Six has more than one Jeez. mode. <laughs> yeah, I forgot um, that, it does I think... one, that it does a damage to any target. I, oh, my yeah, God. It, I hate that fucking powerful. card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a powerful yeah, magic sure. card. Um, I don't really remember what happened in game two. I he definitely. I remember he he was playing unexpectedly absent, so it was like, you know, the old miracles tech. Um, he put a delver on top of my deck and then predicted me. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's like he he like, like twenty six. I don't like know. He drew like four cards. It's like twenty six. Like that whole game. Yeah, I got really crushed just card advantage wise. I, I I had to like force into a spell pierce at some point. It was rough. Um, so I lost game two. Game three, we get in a spot. I think I had a Delver that he kills. He ends up having um, Island Plains Tundra, and I'm tapped out, and he slams it back to basics, um, which I let resolve. However, I was not tapped out, so I you know untap go to my turn, um, tap out for a true name. I think he's at like 17 or something like that. So we're basically in the point of like, can you kill this true name before it kills you type situation. And he had his own Tundra locked up under his back to basics. So he just has Island Plains. For like four or five turns, he just can't do anything. He's just trapped under his own back to basics. And, you know, I end up killing him with the true name. Somehow, I just got there. He couldn't kill it. Shows me in his hand is like two council's judgments wow. that he can't cast. <laughs> <laughs> And he's telling me, he's like, you know, I should have just counseled judgment at the, yeah, the true name or whatever, you know, before he played back to basics. I was like, yeah, I definitely, you know, I would have lost that game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we take those. I'm pretty sure I stole both game one and game three, but <laughs> that's what it takes, right? Well, that's especially with, like, back to basics, especially backbreaking for Rug Delver, because, like, other decks, like Grixis and stuff, like, even if they land back to basics, you can dig out of it by making more land drops. Rug doesn't really have more land drops to make. <laughs> yeah, the only thing about that is, like, Fiery Islet is not an island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you could, like, if you're a little bit lucky, you know, you can get there. Um, yeah, I definitely stole that. And I was able to to ID in the last round. Sweet. Yeah, I guess with back to basics, you could just uh, try and no, actually, you still need the man to activate it. I was thinking like sack, like <laughs> paying for fiery islet uh, to draw a card and then returning it with red and six and to replay it. I know if you have a red and six, you can like you could like waste your Volk and then pick it up again and like weird stuff like that. But it's like super inefficient. Like you're probably not going to win a game like that. Yeah, but it's technically possible. Right. Yeah. Modern solutions or modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, nice. Uh, so was that was that the last round of Swiss, or do we have one more? Yeah, I, I, I did in round fifteen. So miracles was my winning in to go twelve two, and then Sweet. I drew twelve two one. 
Sick. And so let's get into uh, to top eight. So you, when was there any doubt that you were top eighting, or were you pretty sure you were locked? I mean, there was doubt before I saw the the standings. I wasn't sure where I was. Um, so when the standings were put up before round fifteen, um, I was fourth. I was the high, uh, fourth through ninth were all X two. So I think like the first three of us were able to draw, and the last couple had to play it out. Um, yeah, but I was the high. I was the high. I was going to be the highest um, X two one. So I was I was pretty locked. Nice. Uh, so what were you facing in uh, the semifinal? How does how does basketball work, Pat? How does this work? <laughs> I don't know basketball. I don't watch that round ball sport. Soccer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> was it semifinals, quarterfinals? Yeah, there we go. Quarterfinals, yes. <laughs> yeah, I played against um, Colin Roundtree was playing Jess Guy Mentor um, without Astrolabes. You know, NBC Jess Guy Mentor <laughs> <Was> he... <laughs> is how he, he applied it to me. Uh, Arcanist or no? No, he was not. He was on um, like a more a more controlling list, just like a chess guy control deck with, with mentor. Um, gotcha. In top eight, we're able to see the opponent's deck list. And I looked at his deck list. I'm looking at all the cards. I'm guessing he boarded in like 12 cards against me. Yeah. His whole sideboard was good <laughs> against Rug. It was like three rest in peace, yeah. two palace jailer, Hy- two fluster storm, um, back to basics, yep. hydroblast. <laughs> it was like so many. Yeah. I think he boarded like an extra, like one or two, um, Supreme verdicts. He like did. He didn't bring in his wares. Yeah. You know, he brought in everything else. At that point, it's just hard to choose what to board out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, yeah. It was um, definitely scary to see. I only boarded in like three cards. I was like, these post board games are going to be rough. Um, I did end up, I, I did get game one against him. Um, game one again, super, super close. A lot of these, you know, pre board games are like how many wastelands do i draw how many dead cards do i have game one right um yeah so i got there in game one game two it got to a point where i had a hex drinker with like six counters on it and he played a palace jailer on my hex drinker <laughs> which is which feels very bad um and i lost very quickly after that he played a mentor the following turn um and then game three ended up with i played um a turn to Ren and Six, I believe. And he played a rip the following turn into a daze, which I had. So I dazed the rip, which is, you know, his best card in the matchup for the most part. And then I eventually ultimated Ren and Six and won the game from there with a bunch of lightning bolts. Nice. Just closing it out. Um, definitely very nerve-wracking, again, experience. You know, playing against somebody who's as good as Colin is. He, I think he said it was like his third GP top eight. Nice. Um, you know... Happy to get there. Happy to win the first round. I felt like I was playing with somebody else's money. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right around the time it starts feeling surreal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it definitely didn't. Um, none of that really felt real. I, it still really hasn't, to be completely honest. Awesome. Now, semifinals. Tell us about that. Or- yeah, so I was playing. I played against Steps. Um, it was actually super weird for me because the devs player i don't know if i was i just missed him i did not see him a single point in that entire tournament until i saw him sit across from me like i don't don't know i don't know i think he was like first seed though i I don't know he must have been in the future match area all day or something 
Um, he was the uh, he was the Hallmark end boss. You know, he, you don't actually see him until it's time. Can I just say that if if there's no coverage in an event, yeah, absolutely, I don't understand why they're disruptive to players and have feature match areas. If there's no video coverage, seems crazy to me, right? It's a feature match for the people who want to stand around and watch them, but no one actually does. They just go and watch their friends' matches anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just think I think it's disrupt. Well. I don't mean to hijack here, uh, but I just think it's disruptive to the event. I think it's disruptive. I well, think it... let me let me dust off your soapbox here. Right. Here we go. Oh, all, right, all right, here we go. Get up on it. <laughs> I, I think it's just... Let me let me hold your hand. I'll I'll help you up. I think uh, clinging to uh, vestiges of the past when we used to have coverage for all these events is silly, and I think that we should stop disrupt stop disrupting players uh, tournaments by having them take useless feature matches when there's nothing being broadcast on uh, the internet. Uh, I'm going to one-up you, Pat, and I'm going to say I think we should just have goddamn coverage of GPs. I think like, you're asking for way too much there, Jerry. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, like, people are, people are willing to do this for free. Like, Autorog was going to rent a $600 mobile streaming backpack. He was going to look like those radio operators from World War II. He was going to look like a fucking Ghostbuster. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this, this like, big-ass big backpack with wires coming out of it and a big old antenna, and he's going to have the big, big, uh, like, massive uh, telephone, like, uh, calling in air support, doing coverage of... Of, of the GP and Channel Fireball said no, sir. <laughs> like, come on, you have these people throwing themselves at you, like willing to do this stuff for free. Like, I just don't understand how why it's this hard. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, like, all right. So continue. So continue with your your semifinals in the uh, in the in the uh, top eight here. Yeah. So I was playing against um, I was playing against Dark Depths. I think he was, you know, more medium depths. Game one is really tough. He put a twenty twenty into play on like turn three. Nothing I could do to it once it's out. I didn't have a Dilbert to block for a turn or anything, <laughs> so I scooped. <laughs> um, game two was a super close battle. That was the match where I drew the Caracas and the crop rotation. And I actually ended up misplaying a little bit and let him... I had crop rotation in hand, and I used it in a spot when I didn't have to, and it allowed him to make a Merit Lage. Um, however, I had a Tarmogoyf and a Delver, and I had to brainstorm to ensure the Delver flipped because he was at three to make sure that Delver got through and got the last three points in a game two. Um, again, that matchup is like super nerve-wracking because they could just kind of kill you at any time. Um, and my only answers to the actual Merit Lage are the Caracas and the one of Vapor Snag. And then game three, my opponent molds to five on the play and seemed to keep reluctantly... And I had a hand with Delver, Lightning Bolt, a couple of cantrips in a wasteland. I just kind of smelled blood, you know, <laughs> turn one Delver, bolted his Bob on turn two, and just kind of ran him over pretty quickly. Um, not much you can do when you're on five, though, so I completely yep. understand that. Yeah, and that was that was game three, so. Yep, pretty much non-game, but hey, you take, take your wins where you can get them, right? You had to grind out so many rounds, though. It must feel nice to get a to get a win like that once in a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you were talking about the surreal experience when I was sitting there across from him. You know, he's on seven, he mulls. He's on six, he mulls. I'm like, am I actually going to win against Steps on the <laughs> yeah. play in game three? 
<laughs> you know, in top eight, like yep. how crazy would that be, right? That's how it was when I versed Daniel in the uh, top eight of GP Niagara, where I basically just sat down, and then five minutes later, I was signing the match. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was on the other side, and let me tell you, on the other side of that seat, it also feels surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. God. That's funny. Uh so so all of a sudden you're in the finals of a GP. Did, was it sinking in at all like I'm in like the finals this is it there's one round left. I'm going to play the most magic. Like me and my opponent are going to play the most magic out of anyone in the room today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I talked to Cyrus when we played the first time. Um, he beat me, you know, 0-2 the first time. And I asked him how to sideboard against him, which he gave me some nice tips on. <laughs> so what you're saying is never give any <laughs> advice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm kind of saying that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was super nice to play against. I, I knew I was pretty unfavored. And um, I believe he got me game one, you know, Game one, there's not too much I can do. I kind of need a nuts hand to do anything. Um, game two, I boarded in like 11 or 10 cards. I think at one point I had a Tarmogoyf, and then I had Null Rod, mm-hmm. Graph Digger's Cage, and Cinder Vines out. <laughs> so I just had like all the lock pieces, um, and he conceded to that. And then game three, I just kind of, I think I died in the, you know turn two or three. Uh, he duressed me, took Force, and then Thoughtseize took my Spell Snare, and made like six... I don't know, like Oof. 12 or 16 goblins. We both knew I had the one of EE. He cuts my deck to hand it back after fetch. And I asked him, <laughs> like, sure you want to cut it <laughs> And then he was confident. He, he said, yeah. And then, you know, I didn't draw it. So fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, I died pretty quickly. Um, you know, I tried to manage my expectations. I figured if I make it all the way there and I have to play Cyrus again, and that's who I lose to, you know. Yeah, that's that's the way I'd want to go. I guess now, full you know, disclosure, to say, Lyra, say Cyrus like is was one of our uh, interns at the podcast and has since been promoted to part time employee uh, for Leaving Legacy. But uh, he's also yeah. just like a he's an awesome guy. Like I think he has a great reputation in the legacy for in the legacy community, and um, uh, I, I really love Cyrus. So it's, you couldn't ask. I guess if you're gonna get get in a heartbreaker match with someone, he's one that it doesn't probably doesn't feel as bad to lose to versus like losing to someone like Jerry, where you were just. <laughs> You would just hate him for the rest of your life. Yeah, I have I have a lot of enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all my top, or I guess um, I didn't really talk too much to the depths player, but both Colin and Cyrus, um, they mm-hmm. definitely gave me some words of encouragement and told me that uh, I was like um a little you know nervous to mm-hmm. play against both of them. They're like super good players, and they're like. Uh, you know, you got here. Obviously, you're good enough yeah, to be here. Totally. They're giving me like a lot of props for uh, getting that far, and that felt pretty good. Like a little bit of validation. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think you know anyone who I don't I don't care if you if you're day twoing a G like even day twoing a GP takes like a certain amount of skill. And being able to top eight an event like this is like is an incredible feat uh, in just like mental endurance uh, and your ability to parse out. Difficult decisions throughout the day, uh, throughout the two days. I mean, when you get in top eight, but um, yeah, I think I, one of those things I think like everyone uh, suffers from is like that imposter syndrome. Like, oh no, like you know, you get to a certain spot, you're like, oh no, they're gonna find out. I don't deserve to be here. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna get found out that I'm just a fraud. And and I think that when you're making it into a top eight of a GP, like 
you got to push those those thoughts from your mind because you deserve to be there just as much as any of those other guys do. Um, so I think it's I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's a bummer. It's a bummer to lose in the finals for sure, but making to the finals is a is a real uh, significant feat in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it def- definitely felt good to hear that from some of my opponents. Um, yeah, so shout shout out to him for saying <laughs> for some nice yeah, words. For, um, and and so now you're queued for the I don't know myth, the players, players championship tour. now. Or? Yes. Players Tour, is that what it yes. is? It's fine. By the time it happens, they'll have changed the name again. <laughs> they keep making it worse. Like, well, the Pro Tour was fine. Then it was the Mythic Championship. Now it's the play, the Players Tour. Yes. That sounds like a that sounds like a, a traveling pornography circus. I don't know. It's weird. Where is this, Pat? <laughs> like, where? Uh, have you seen many of these? It's in, in my mind. <laughs> Apparently. So what... what, um, what uh, Players Tour, are you qualified for? Is it somewhere nice? Yeah, it's. I believe it's Players Tour one. I think it's in February, and it's uh, in Phoenix. Oh, oh, convenient. Yeah, they they <laughs> gave me an a- information sheet with all the stuff on it, and I actually lost it somewhere in the feature match area yesterday. <laughs> so I had to DM Cyrus earlier and ask him to send me his. <laughs> You've been disinvited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I hope you send me that. I guess I I just won't go if I don't have it. So. That's so funny. So that actually works out great for you because so instead of offering plane vouchers, now they just give guaranteed payouts. So you don't need to pay for travel. Plus, you get paid out. So you're you're just win win on this one. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So do you know what format it's going to be? I don't. Um, I mean, I presume it's going to be standard, which is definitely not something that I play. But I guess I'll have to. <laughs> You know, look yeah, into if that. You need a me- if you need a meme deck, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> okay, I, I sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, if you run a meme deck at the Pro Tour, a bunch of people write articles about you. That's yeah, what I, I learned. Mean, yeah. <laughs> people were very interested. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 honestly, they just need to come over to the legacy side of things. They would just see that this sort of stuff is commonplace for me. <laughs> so, so Austin, can, do you have any takeaways from the event? What do you? What was your like? What was your key to success? Did, did, did you? Did you prep a lot in, in preparation for the tournament or, you know, tell us like, you know, a couple like little takeaways for players who want to achieve uh, a GP top eight of their own. Yeah. So I definitely, I think I prepared more for this tournament than I've prepared for any tournament in the past. Um, I got one of the magic online rental card rental services, rented rug Delver, played about, you know, 15 different lists of it. I knew I was going to play some version of Delver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just played for the past like month. I played all the challenges, played a bunch of leagues. Um, I was tracking my stats and my data. I don't think that actually helped at all, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, I don't know who, who knows if that helped. Um, but yeah, I just the played Bri- a ton. the Brian cooks of the world think that it does. So <laughs> yeah, I just, I just played a ton of magic. I only pretty much played the one deck, you know, because I, I have this issue and I would imagine other people do, you know, you try to change up your deck all the time. You know, trying to play, you know, all the different um, archetypes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I was going to play Delver. I, I pretty much, I pretty much always play Delver if Delver is good. So yep. I just played a lot. <laughs> that's my tip. <laughs> just play a lot right, of magic. Well, that, that's I think that's worthwhile. You know, it's uh, there have been GPs I've gone to where I've prepared zero. There have been GPs where I've gone to where I've prepared more than that, and. Uh, I would say my finishes correlate to the amount of preparation I had beforehand. So no, that's, that's always good to reinforce, I think, for uh, for people who are looking to do well in one of these events. Yeah, the, the Magic Online legacy community, super good. The players on there are super good. Every game's a challenge for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, 
I don't want to, you know, sound bad or anything, but I felt like some of my opponents, um, you know, the players online seemed like they knew what they were doing more for Legacy, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, not not sound like a dick or anything, but like. No, no, no. I, I think like I yeah. think a day two at a GP is probably closer to like a like the level of play uh, for Magic Online versus like a day one at a GP. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Um, I mean, I have five O leagues on with like in, in Legacy before, but I did not five O with Delver at all <laughs> <laughs> before the GP. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, well, um, all right, well, before we get out of here, um, uh, were there any other things you wanted to kind of poke on before we started wrapping up? I mean, I, I did you guys see that picture of um, quote unquote GP Amtrak? No. Oh yes, that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> that was a pretty good picture. Um, I know it's on like MTG Legacy. If anybody wants to see yeah, it, you and a bunch of you um, and a bunch of guys from Legacy Pit were like testing the whole train ride down to. It looked like you had the whole car to yourself. Yeah, um, I think there was six or yeah, like six of us or something. We all took the train down. We're all from Maryland, so there's a Amtrak from from Maryland to Atlanta. It was like a 15 hour overnight train. Um, it was awful. I wouldn't do it again, but it was definitely an experience. Um, you know, we had the lounge car to ourselves for the most part. We probably played like six or seven hours of Magic before crashing. Got a bunch of testing in. It was definitely that part was fun. Just the sleeping on the train wasn't super fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I just thought that was funny to mention. I, I thought about um on my Twitter bio putting GP Amtrak finalist. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Jerry, do you want to? I know you had a um. A tournament that you wanted to plug towards the end of the show, so you want to get that in now? Yeah. Uh, this is for all our wonderful European friends. Uh, we got this sweet Danish Legacy Masters tournament. They have in... Danishes there? Do they have it, Danish in Danish? I'm sure they have lemon Danishes. Mm. I'm sure. I don't know if it'll be on site, but I'm sure within a 20-mile radius of the event site, you'll be able to find a lemon Danish. They probably don't call them Danish there, right? Yeah, maybe they call them, like, Frenchies. Uh, may- <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. no, just sure, me. sure, sure, sure. Anyways, leg- Danish Legacy Master Series in beautiful Copenhagen. <laughs> what? That's how you pronounce it, Pat. That's- I believe you. That sounds exactly right. <laughs> Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, One hundred spots. They have a thir- one thousand three hundred and forty euro prize pool minimum for top eight. Oh, fun bucks is thirty dollars. Not fun bucks, Pat. Euro, Euro is more powerful than the all powerful dollar, Pat. Yeah, so what's says, that say? says you, <laughs> commie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, entry fee is thirty dollars. Uh, but yeah, Legacy Danish Legacy Masters, uh, October sixth. October sixth. Uh, if you're in uh, Europe and you want to check it out, that should be an awesome event. So uh, check it out. They, they may have a stronger currency, but you know we you know what we have, Jerry. What? You know what? We have control over our borders. Jeez, we're gonna have to cut that. <laughs> Don't cut it, <laughs> Justin. Cut that. <laughs> we can choose who comes into our country. Oh my God! Just saying. <laughs> the sovereignty of this nation shall not be abridged, Jerry. <sighs> all right, all right what else right, we got? Take, I, sorry i had to take my tinfoil hat i take my tinfoil hat off real quick yeah sorry oh pat you just missed him you just missed him alex jones was just here 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> awesome all right well i have a special shout out at the end of the cast today as well uh ryan Paneff, uh he is uh ho- one of the hosts of commander cookout he also has a, a project he works on himself uh, uh commander popcast uh you can find him at cad popcast he uh does alters like border extensions and stuff for cards uh through that you can find him on facebook uh facebook.com slash cad popcast and on Patreon as well, uh, he sent us some awesome, um, uh, some awesome uh, border extensions for, I believe it was a ponder and a lightning bolt uh, for our um, <clears throat> for the for the open. And uh, he just like completely messaged me and said, "Hey, I want to send some uh, some like alters for your for your event. I think it's cool you guys do stuff for charity." So, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's amazing! Like, let me. Do you have anything you want me to plug for you?" Or so he gave me some info there. So I'm gonna put that stuff in the show notes. Um, obviously, they're they're commander focused, and I know uh, some there is some like uh, some sh- uh, what's the word? There's some overlap in those in those you know in the community between legacy and commander. So if that's stuff you're into. Go check it out, and if you're looking for like some sweet altars, uh, I, he sent me the pictures. I can't wait to see them in person. Uh, you can find them at Cad Popcast on Twitter, which is pretty awesome. Cool. All right, let's get into scoops and poops, Jerry. Did we find? Oh, sorry. With that, did we find out what we're gonna do? Are we giving those away as uh, headhunters, or I think we should do them uh, maybe prizes for the um, for the food drive. Be kind of cool. Oh, good idea. Good idea. Because that's that's like straight up charity there. I think it's I think it's the best way to do it. Yeah, I like that, too. That's a good awesome. idea, Pat. Awesome. Um, all right, cool. So let's get into scoops and poops. Scoops. All right, Jerry, who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, I am scooping in uh, Rob from local. This is actually I was supposed to scoop in last week, but uh, I wasn't yeah, on last fucking episode. no-showed. So this is, yeah, I didn't have a working computer, Pat. Well, that's no like, excuse, Jerry. <laughs> I'm lucky my apartment is a basement apartment because I was going to throw my computer out the window. If I... <laughs> You throw it out the window onto the lawn. It yeah, just, it gently like, rolls onto your lawn. I actually threw it out the window. It didn't do anything. I just went. I just you know cooled off a little and then walked around the corner and picked it up, and brought it back inside. Uh, but yeah, me, Rob and I had an awesome game at F and M two weeks ago. He was playing uh, Painted Stone, and I was on Sneak and Show, and we just had this like crazy Mexican standoff scenario with like goblin welders. I had two crater makers in play. He had an ensnaring bridge and he had like the rip, uh, the rip helm combo. Uh, no, not the rip helm. Uh, he had uh, the painted stone combo, like ready to go off, but like everyone was on a hair trigger. Cause when one of us tried to combo off, the other person could disrupt it. And if I tried and disrupt it early, he could just uh, goblin welder it back into play to win. So we went like five turns back and forth, just uh, trying to get the edge out on each other. So I uh, had an awesome game against him. Uh, and then also I want to scoop in Karen from the Arizona legacy community, because you know what, Pat, she is the smartest business person. Apparently in this entire community, <laughs> I put up a goddamn like list of cards that I was selling so I could buy this new car and like, Hey guys, here's a bunch of high end stuff, taking orders, send, send me your offers. And I got about how much 90... <laughs> hey, how is this one? Jerry? 99 99 replies of hey how much is this yeah, fucking idiots <laughs> she is the only person only person out of 99 people to say hey i saw you have this here's how much i'm willing to pay you know what bam sold it to her karen not only do you get scoops you get business person of the week hell Good yeah on you <laughs> awesome any poops this week cars screw cars pat why are they so difficult i don't think it's the car i i feel like jerry it's not the car that did damage to you it was the driver behind the car 
Yeah, emotional damage. Yeah, I, car, I, cars don't T-bone people. People T-bone people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm having to sell cardboard to get horsepower. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'm scooping in this week. Uh, I'm scooping in Patriots football. They're on a roll right now. They're 3-0. and uh, Defense has been holding strong. Let up two touchdowns this past week, but they, well, it had nothing to do with the defense. It was... Uh, uh, just a, a botched uh, punt return, and uh, I think it was the other one was a uh, interception from the backup quarterback there. So uh, it was it's been great. Um, also going to scoop in New England in the fall. The weather's beautiful, although today was a little warm for my taste. It was like in the high seventies. I think it should drop down to like the sixties for the fall for me. Uh, but that, it's all good. I love New England in the fall. The leaves will start changing. I enjoy it quite a bit. And then a uh, card hoarder. Uh, I had a, I sold out of my Magic Online collection for the time being because I just wasn't using it. And um, I got a quote from Card Hoarder and I got a quote from uh, another website. And Card Hoarder was way above the other website by like a significant amount. <clears throat> so And they made the, like, the selling process super easy. And uh, I'm not sponsored by them. They have nothing to do with this podcast. I'm just going to say if you're looking to sell um, Magic Online collection, they made it really easy uh, and painless, which was nice. And then uh, for poops, I'm just going to poop on school. I'm tired of going to school, Jerry. It's only like the third week of school. Uh, it's, I know, it's man. Just like I my, know. my my weeks are like just straight, straight craziness every day. I have no breaks any day, so uh, I'm gonna poop on school, and that's Sweet. that's all I got. How about you, uh, Austin? We do scoops and poops, so we scoop in a top eight. Like it's like a shout out we want to give for the week. And uh, if you have anything that's aggravating you, grinding your gears, you can you can give poops there too. I mean, just shout out to Legacy Pit on all social. Hell yeah! Media. Hell yeah! Uh, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all that legacy stuff. Pit. Um, yeah, we play a bunch of Paper Legacy. If you're into that, you probably are. If you're listening to this, <laughs> um. <laughs> and there's not, you don't get to see enough Paper Legacy in general. So support the people who are giving it to you every week. Yeah, we stream for like four plus hours. You know, usually like twice a week. We'll play. You know, we have a big deck collection. We'll play whatever you want to see matchup wise. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I do outside of. You know, play the events. So is uh, is this week going to be all rug mirrors on Legacy Pit in celebration of your of your top eight finish? I sure hope so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that matchup's super fun. I think. Um, yeah, I don't really have any poops. I think my week weekend was pretty awesome. good. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Cool. All right. Well, uh, if someone wants to find you, uh, do you stream? Do you like? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter um, at Austin Blackner. I'm also on Magic Online. King Regal, one word. I've tried streaming, not really with this computer set up, but maybe in the future. <laughs> and, well, but you are doing stuff with Legacy Pit, right? Yeah, yeah, for nice. sure. Awesome. All right, well, um, let's see. Jerry, if they want to find you, they can find you at JMEE3RD. You can find me at Pat Uglo. You can find the uh, Leaving Legacy Twitter at LALMTG. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, of course, on Hipsters of the Coast. Join the Facebook group. And you can email us, leavinglegacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And uh, end of the week, just shout out to uh, Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech and our sound engineer. Yep. And he's also a crocodile hunter. Did you know that, Pat? Well, I, you know what? The first time I met him, I was, um, I was like, we were outside and I was like, just like peeling, a, peeling an apple with a knife. It was like, like, you know, like taking slices off it. And he looked at me and said, oh, you think that's a knife? And he like pulled out this huge Bowie knife and said, oh, this is a knife. And then Michelle's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in the store with that. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of an awkward scenario. It was strange, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was okay, though. It was yeah. okay. I once saw him hogtie a 12-foot gator. 
Really? And, uh, That's impressive because yeah. gators have notoriously small legs. I imagine it's hard to hogtie a gator. <laughs> no, no, you'd be surprised. You'd well, did, be did surprised. Did he hogtie like one gator to another gator and just made use of the eight <laughs> legs then? Yeah, and he actually turned it into a wheel, and then he like got on it like a hamster wheel, and then he just rolled off down the street as his mode of transportation. That is, that's you know what? That's awesome. I can't wait to see him come to the next open uh, on his gator wheel. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, come on out to the Leaving Legacy Open, and you'll see Justin Lutz on his uh, gator mobile. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on, man. It was great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Definitely. Absolutely. And we'll catch you all next week. Hell yeah. Come on down to